What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, presented by UberLiftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and uh, let's jump right in here. So, the last few weeks, we have been talking about PUA. Um, at this point, all the sites are live. Uh, all the all the states are cutting checks. People are actually receiving checks. Have been. Everything's flowing good. If you're if you're not if you're having issues, uh, please do email us. Uh, you can email us at uberliftdrivers at gmail dot com. Again, uberliftdrivers at gmail dot com. And uh, we would love to know, or I would love to know where you're at. Uh, what market you're in and uh, what exactly is going on and see if we can't help you. But uh, yeah, there, I know there's a bunch of hitches with States. So we, everybody's pretty familiar with their state and we're going to be putting out something on the website, kind of a summary of all the work that we had done the last uh, couple months regarding the PUA. So uh, look for that to be coming out on Friday, uh, this Friday on the website, uberliftdrivers.com. Um, but for PUA, I'll just leave it at that for right now, because for the most part, people are getting it. Um, but we will have a, we'll have a wrap a little bit next week and see where, if, if how much longer we need to continue this for, but I really do. I would love to hear from the people still having issues, especially if they're big issues or whatnot. Um, but if you, if it's, if the, even if the issue is that you're getting a delayed payment or something's going on, I'm just trying to put all the pieces together to help everybody out here. So, uh, would appreciate that. Um, okay. What else we got going? So Uber has been saying that for weeks that we drivers and, and passengers, we're going to see a new technology in the app and, uh, that it was going to require uh, face masks. And at first they were developing a whole tech about uh, video, the driver and um, random snapshots of the passenger. And as soon as they put out that, I was like, PR, PR, PR. So uh, then it became that the driver and passengers were going to have to wear masks and they were both going to have to check in via photo with the app and that the driver would sporadically uh, re regardless, not just at the beginning of every trip, but the passenger would too. Um, again, I called PRBS, uh, on them. And, uh, yesterday that was supposed to go into effect or it did go into effect, but Uber, uh, has issues around the country right now with the app. Uh, they don't have in almost every market, uh, they don't even have the facial recognition running anymore. They ran it yesterday. It had issues. So I don't know if it's being corrected and going to be up soon or not. Um, but in, and also on the passenger side app, they didn't even introduce it. So I think from what I saw on the flow screens on the passenger app today, uh, it looks like all the passenger sees is that you, the same old thing that, you know, picture driver's name rating and that you're arriving and that you have a face mask on. I did not see where the flow screen said to the passenger in a, in a kind of forced manner, whether it be a picture or ex click okay. So that, uh, the driver knows you have a mask, something I saw nothing to the effect that the passenger had to do anything. 
other than they were supposed to be following guidelines of the state and that Uber was kind of running those same guidelines. I think that's just crap in my book. Um, the promise was huge at first with video on both, then got smaller with at least the snapshots of both, when all along I knew, and I think a lot of other veteran drivers knew, this would just simply be a, uh, a driver check-in with a photo here and there. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, very disappointing. Uh, if they had just, if they had put this out with the snapshots alone uh, two weeks ago when they started talking about this, that would have been something. But two weeks ago, to be getting press and PR building on the fact that they're doing this new tech, there's going to be videos, drivers are going to be safe, passengers are going to be safe, they're going to video at any time, make sure that people have their masks on, then to just the photo tech, which already existed on the driver's side, so it would have been as easy as implementing on the passenger side and requiring on both. Um, they didn't even do that. Uh, basically, all they did was keep the driver's side photo recognition that we sometimes see as, as rideshare drivers in place and add that in that in, in the code that it had to be a mask, however they specified that. But that should not have taken two weeks. I don't know why. To be honest, my guess is it got them two weeks of PR in the press and, uh, and good PR doing something like this. And uh, they were hoping for that things were would be bouncing back during that couple weeks. They weren't going to spend the technology money. And basically, uh, PR, PR, PR. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. You know, it's mo like we see most of the time with Uber, but it just seems really sad that during these times of a pandemic, because they at least, what what is running as of yesterday, which was the launch date, May 18th, um, is just the facial recognition that's always existed on the driver app, and the driver has to be wearing a face mask. So nothing changed except for some slight coding. And that could have been launched two weeks ago. So if that's all they were doing was what we're seeing now, which isn't even, and, and let me again mention, in most markets, isn't even working. Um, so there's that. Uh, this, this lame technology isn't even being used, and it wasn't even technology. It was what existed on the platform prior to. So I don't know. We, we'll follow that. But, again, just disappointing. Disappointing that during a pandemic, you know, it has to be things like this. You know, just just be straight. Don't go for PR stuff. There's going to be a lottery, a long road to recovery for Uber as it is, and you're not going. You're not getting the PR you think you are. It's not like the old days where just people read articles like these and believe them. Even passengers and people not as familiar as us drivers or obviously investors and things of that nature, but uh, passengers are aware of driver treatment in most in most cities that I know of and uh you know they don't they just see these as PR stunts themselves especially when it comes back and it didn't happen and it, that's always the case and even even when it does it's never what it was supposed to be let's just be honest um what else we got Uber and Grubhub have been in acquisition, acquisition talks since last Monday, so eight days now. It looked like last Monday when it first came up that 
this would maybe happen last week fairly quickly. I know that there was some logistics, um, obviously the number of the acquisition, the price, uh, as well as there was, there was major concern on many levels about uh, price gouging if the two merged. And I know there's other platforms out there too running food services, but these two merging uh, could really cause a takeover of the market, so to say. And uh, um, they would obviously, you know, they could keep bleeding dry this coronavirus pandemic time and uh, really, really starting to mark up food deliveries and things like that even more than they have. So uh, we'll follow that because it's still, I was, I would think, I thought it would have been closed by today, but there's still an acquisition talks. And I know it's at that point where it is going to happen. It's not, it's not acquisition talks about if they think that it should be or whatnot. It's, it's how, when, how much, how quickly, all that. So <sighs> yesterday, May 18th, um, we saw end of day Uber spiked 8% um, on its shares. Now, realize, I'm sure that many of you already know this, but uh, this comes on the announcement yesterday of 45 offices closing um, and laying off another 3,000 employees plus the 3,700 from last week. Which brings Uber's coronavirus uh, layoffs to basically 25% of the company's workforce um, that they've let go. So that's that's kind of uh, crazy, scary. But obviously, all of us can see where, from um, the standpoint of the markets and Uber's value, at a time when you can't bring in profits, uh, you need to cut your margins big. So of of those uh, employees who were laid off, uh, there was uh, the entire, this is highly notable, the entire uh, autonomous division had, has been laid off. So there, right now there's no autonomous division at, at Uber. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple people here and there who have their foot in something else but are ready to jump right back, but... Really, it's kind. Of, it's kind of been either put on a pause, or we'll see. Um, I've always wondered why Uber's in that game anyway, uh, especially at the point they're at, trying to make get into the profits. So, and also, uh, Pipistel, uh, the com- the the company that had been doing development for Uber's uh, eVTOL, the vertical takeoff and landing vehicles has stepped away from uh from that project they're they're moving on to some other projects that actually look pretty interesting using like water as energy and stuff like that but um i thought that was something notable too that you know the autonomous is gone the vtol the main company like giving any energy to uber v evtol uh kind of said we're going to work on these projects instead and walked away and that's i mean clearly there's a trend there and it you know some people see it as you know is this the end of uber i don't i see it as um you know obviously you got to feel for the you know three thousand and three thousand seven hundred that uh 
that were laid off. And you got to feel for, and I also need to say this, you have to feel for the fact that they were laid off um, during, I, I believe, a three-minute Zoom call by Dara. And that's just, how unacceptable is that? That is just so sad that that is how it was handled. I, I really don't even know what to say. These are the kind of moves where it makes me wonder why Dara is still there. I mean, I've always, and many people I know, many other drivers have always questioned him um, and just his path to profitability and is he the person to do it. And, but it seems to have just, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, and it just seems to be mistake after mistake. And, I, you know, I just feel like there's a better person out there to be handling these kind of issues. And, you know, it might be time to pop that CEO, and I'm sure they're looking at it. I mean, you don't see it in the papers, but, I mean, if they're not looking at it, that would just be crazy. I mean, agreed. <laughs> oh, so last week we had a California judge deny a preliminary injunction in a lawsuit filed by a group of drivers in Massachusetts. They were wanting to have employee status and have paid sick leave uh, so they didn't risk the spread of COVID-19 to passengers. So before I move on here, I'm a little confused by this. So the Massachusetts drivers wanted the employee status, obviously, you know, working off the model of AB5, as even as we are watching AB5 play out. And I know it's a law, but it's still playing out, let's be honest. Um, but, you know, obviously working off that model, they wanted the employee status. But what I don't get is the paid sick leave so they don't risk spreading COVID to passengers. I get... Not necessarily my opinion at all. <laughs> In fact, actually, I prefer not. That's just my preference. I understand both sides, and we will get into that in depth. But if, if a driver in Massachusetts is wanting to be an employee of Uber, and they're wanting paid sick leave, I don't understand it's why it's so they don't risk spreading COVID-19 to passengers. I mean, if you're an independent contractor, which you are right now in Massachusetts, what what do you mean by that last comment? So you're so you are spreading it to passengers now, but if you had that status and paid sick leave, you wouldn't. That's very confusing to me because the way I've read it in a few articles, it almost sounds like, hey, we want this and this, and that will uh, that will make sure that we don't spread COVID nineteen to passengers. It almost seems like a you know, otherwise we'll keep working type thing and you passengers may, you know, it's, it, I don't know, maybe I've read it wrong, but I've read it a few times in like four or five different uh, publications and it seems to read the same. It, it almost sounds like a threat every time I read it. But regardless, uh, the, de the denial from the U.S. District Court of Northern California leaves the drivers to individually arbitrate their claims directly with representatives uh, for Uber legal. So same place we've always been about the arbitration clause. I know that the workers side attorney has already, uh, uh, pledged to appeal the U S court of appeals ninth circuit on this. So again, another story we will keep following, but I found it interesting that that 
this whole thing about you guys will have to look look on our website even uberliftdrivers.com and put up a few articles on this and you you should check them out and see how they're see how you think they're worded about this uh so they don't risk spreading covid to passengers this massachusetts file but uh i guess it's just me so i guess the last big uh big news of this week anyway of this last week that i take is yet last week we knew that uh california the state of california along with multiple cities um filed a lawsuit against uber and lyft for not treating independent contractors as employees as is stated in the assembly bill five law that went into effect on january 1st okay so now we're touching on ab5 here and as of january 1st if you couldn't meet the abc test you're supposed to be an employee so that applied to uber and lyft finally we're seeing california file a lawsuit um we've seen some back and forth already from the lawyers so they are trying to work together i'm not sure the other times we've seen this like last year and whatnot i know that it appeared that they were not working together at all but right now if uber and lyft uh most of the articles i've seen some varying numbers but the common one i'm seeing now um is that if uber and lyft uh were to to have ab5 enforced on them now it's supposed to already be on them but if they were have to, if they were going to have it enforced on them they would already owe the state of california 413 million dollars in ui taxes if drivers were employees so we're not going to go too much farther with this on ab5 because next week and the week after uh, we have a two-part ab5 thing next week with uh david pickerell again and the following week, I am going to have a driver from the Denver area as well, Boulder, Denver, Marissa Eden's on. And uh, so two weeks in a row, we will t- be talking about AB5 at, at a good length and, and really citing both sides of the whole thing. And hopefully if you are, uh, most people lean one way or the other, but if you're a little in the dark or want all the details, tune in because we're going we're gonna to put them out there for you guys. So, uh Tonight, uh, I have a special guest, Vanessa, who has started a new gig platform that launched literally, if I'm right, like in March of this year. So right pre-pandemic into pandemic, and now we're coming out of the pandemic, and uh, we're going to bring her on right now for a uh, to talk to her about her new project, and... Uh, then I'll pop back on for a second and uh, see what we have time for after that. Hello, Vanessa. Hi, how are you? It's Steve. I am doing great. How are you, Steve? Good. Um, so uh, I like the business idea, and I wanted to bring it to some gig workers' attention and potentially some other people's attention. And I know you guys are just getting off the ground here, but... Um, so what is Launder? Can you tell us a little bit about Launder? Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate that um, extra effort in getting to know us. But 
Yeah, Launder is obviously a gig economy company. Um, our our whole effort is in connecting people who need their laundry done, need help with their laundry, with people who are willing to do their wash for them. So, like um, all gig economy companies, we're ultimately connecting those two people when jobs are requested and when others, the workers, have availability to complete that work. So, um, we're able to connect them and we arrange pickups and baggage that's given to people and all of the, the details surrounding it, but... The real beauty of launder, I think, in comparison to a lot of other gig economy companies is um, there's a lot of extra benefits for the workers. And one thing just specifically right off the top of my head is the fact that you pick up and drop off the laundry before and after you wash, dry, fold, and then put it back in the bag and deliver it back to that individual's home. But if you think about that, that allows for a lot of downtime while our whole uh, you know, thing that we like to promote is while the, the washing machine is running, you can continue living your life. So whether that means you're, you know, watching your kids or completing something for a different job or taking a nap or watching a show, there's so much time in between that that allows for and it's uh you know really beneficial in that way and allows for a lot of flexibility so um yeah that's the long and short uh a brief outline of what launder is and and what the business concept is okay so and then last time we talked um we talked about i think it was early april and the pandemic was pretty much at its worst when you and yes. I talked the first time, <laughs> um, I mean, I really do. I think it was just around there that, that it was the peak of everything. Um, but now even I know that you're you're not in a, a, the biggest city right now, but I know that even the biggest, the bigger cities are starting to fall back like me, us here in Denver. You know, we're seeing a lot. You still have to wear your mask and stuff, but really almost everything's reopening. It's It's kind of crazy that it's just kind of flowing out again but so now i feel like we're re-entering the the real world of chance for this again and i really liked your concept so now it seems like right now is when it's like the time to really get it out there um and i see that you redid your website well, um, that is a work in uh, progress. We oh. have made some updates to it. <laughs> Whoops. But, um, we have made some updates to it since you and I have spoken, absolutely. But we're working with um, a big website designer right now, and there will be huge changes coming to that in the very near future. Okay. Um, so, yes. But right now, that is all your social media accounts and things like that all will direct you to the Launder website. Yeah, absolutely. We are actively out there on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we have, you know, LinkedIn company profile set up and out there promoting it. As you mentioned, it was, we certainly didn't intend on launching the company during uh, an international pandemic, but that's what happened. And obviously we wanted to promote staying at home and flattening the curve and people being safe as much as possible, not picking up people's laundry and washing it for them. So there was a lot of promoting what the company represents, um, not necessarily having people sign up at that time. Um, 
And now as the world starts to reopen and it gets safe, um, then, then you're right. We're ready. Um, now is the time to get people signed up and using the platform and people already are using it. Um, but there was a, a gap in, in time there where the goal was to encourage people to stay at home. So we're cranking that up. Um, as you know, it becomes appropriate and safe to do so. And the website is fully functional as are all of the social media platforms that link to it. So on your social media platform, because I want to mention this to people and at the end, we'll say it again, because, um, I know I'm, I'm mainly, we're on all the social media platforms too, but I'm primarily on Twitter. Um, and I know it's at launder at L L is it L N D R or L O N D R on Twitter? It's L O N D R. Right. L O N D R underscore LLC. Correct. Now is that, is that across all the social media platforms? Is it that, that same handle? Uh, on Instagram, it's launder LLC without the underscore. Okay. And on Facebook, um, it, I believe it's also Launder LLC. Pulling okay. That up to exactly. But it, yeah, it's L-O-N-D-R. I just, I just want to make sure people are finding you because that LLC being added is important. Because right. uh, I know when I tried to pull you up on Twitter, it didn't pull up any companies. So people can either, but they can search for you, L-O-N-D-R, even space LLC or whatever, and you come right up. So it's, I guess, to any listeners, the main thing I'm trying to get across here is make sure, even if it's when you're in the search of any um, social media that you're doing L-O-N-D-R, space even, LLC, enter to search so that you find Vanessa's actual company, not not a bunch of people that might have launder in their in their handle. Yeah, thanks for that heads up. And no, just no, to yeah. clarify, you said my company. I'm, I'm not one of the founders. But right. Yeah. Okay, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just, I talked, <laughs> no, we, you okay. and I talked for like an hour the last time. So I think of it as yours. I'm sorry. I know there's other people. I know there's other people involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. no, we are, uh, yes, launder underscore LLC on Twitter, L-O-N-D-R. Right. Um so now as a cleaner, if a cleaner signs up, uh, what, how are the bag, I, I, I was curious about this. How are the bags done right now during the pandemic and even post pandemic? Are you, is it something like how all of us, like all of us rideshare drivers, especially during the pandemic, we want hand soap, all this. And I'm not even talking about that, but how are the bags done? Are you helping provide those so that it's certain bags or you, do you have like a, yeah. uh, restrictions like no cloth because of the germ or we have so we have longer branded big 50 gallon bags when a consumer signs up on the website um, we send them a welcome kit which includes one bag and they can order more if they want to so anytime as um, one of the if you were to sign up as a washer um, essentially what happens is Whoever wants help with their laundry, they um, they said they sign up to they schedule a job in the system, and they would say, "I have two bags ready for pickup." 
um, on this date and time. They place it um, outside their home or, you know, they, they'll give specifics if it's confusing there. But generally, if it's a home, it could be on, just on their front steps. And say it's there Tuesday at noon, um, it's in the launder-specific bag. So then um, yeah, if you were signed up as a washer, you could show up, just grab it off their door. You say, you know, you can specify that it was picked up and you can, much like with Uber or a lot of the other the other um, gigs that you guys do, you have the opportunity to see the jobs that are available and, and accept any job you want or not based on your schedule and everything that you have going on. So you pick up the specific bags and take it home and wash it. We do have washer um, requirements and suggestions. And if there are any specific requests that that person has about specific, you know, detergents or anything, then we have them state that when they request the job so that you as a washer can see that and see if that works for you or not. Okay. Um, and, and then it's all put back in the same bag when it's returned. Oh, it is. It's uh, It comes back in that same bag. Okay. So that, that's yeah. what, yeah. So that was one thing I was wondering. So really to the, to the, um, to the worker end, to, to your washers, they don't really have to even worry about that because they'll be picking up a launder bag and returning a launder bag. Correct. Okay. That's a, that's, that's interesting. Good way to do it. Um, are you, are any cities, I know that you're live right now, but are any yeah. cities being targeted right now more than others? I know that you're ready to be anywhere. But yeah, it it's we have people signed up all over the place. Um, and as I said, with coronavirus, things were put on a halt. But we have we're, we're headquartered in Boise in, in Eagle, which is right outside of Boise. Um, and um, the majority of those that are using laundry are in Boise and in Salt Lake, but we have a lot of people signed up in a lot of the cities in California and um, in Portland and some in Colorado, but primarily out west, just being out west, that's where sure. we've been most discovered. Um, we haven't we haven't gone out and really targeted any, I mean, I guess Denver is obviously one of those few cities, but um We've been keeping our efforts focused on the West for yeah, now. Uh, that makes and sense. Yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. So, so I guess one of the one of the follow ups to that is what I was actually what what I was trying to get at too is is there a city where there's you're starting to develop clients and you don't have a washer yet? <laughs> uh, um, I would say parts of California. Um, I would need to look up the exact cities because they're kind of scattered throughout, but we've definitely had a lot of people sign up in California and uh, more consumers than washers. Okay, so yeah, what I'm trying to get at here for people listening to the podcast is if you're hearing Vanessa, she's saying that, you know, they've already launched and, and there's some places that don't even have a person to do this yet. So it's actually at the ground level where you you might right. pick up all the customers for a little bit anyway that you want. You might actually, yeah. you know, and slowly, you know, I, I know it'll be a word of mouth thing. I know you guys are going to do great. I know that once one city, you have 10 customers, let's say, and then you have a washer that's and or two, and they take on those 10 clients, the, the word of mouth is going to be huge for you guys, and I just know it. I just know that you're going to be very yeah. luck, lucky in that way because people will talk. People will talk with other people about this. Well, and one 
initiative that we're building right now also is all of the washers will eventually have their own personal profiles within launder that they can also use to promote that they're doing what they're doing. Um, and so that will help obviously spread the word for us, but also for every individual worker to create more work. And on that profile, when a job is, anytime a job is completed by someone, there is, they have the opportunity to review one another and a consumer can also list a specific washer as a, as a favorite. So if there's one person that does an exceptional job and um, it just works out really well for them, then they can list them as a favorite. And what will happen in that scenario is anytime that person requests a job to be done, it will be shown to that individual first. And they have the ability to accept it or not, just like usual. And I, uh, the exact time frame is still to be determined, but maybe they have 30 minutes or, or an hour or whatever that will end up being to accept that job and if they don't then it will be opened up to everybody else in the region sure um yeah and that's that actually leads me into a question that the first time we talked one thing i really liked that i don't know if he was even set in stone exactly what it was or if it maybe still isn't but i know that you were really one thing that you interested me with a lot was that you were telling me that you were you were actually talking about treating gig workers like we all want to be treated, not like how we get treated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I really, I really liked that a lot. Cause I think that you were, I mean, you, that to me, that's a must right now in launching a gig company and all of them that do launch seem to not do it. Yeah, that, that is huge. And obviously I think moving forward, any new gig brands are, going to be a priority that they'll have to make to make it and we ultimately want can exist without a network of washers and so that's that relationship is going to be really important that we establish that and make sure that people want to continue using water not just i mean obviously for the payment opportunities but um because you know we're committed to the washers also um you're right in that it hasn't been there's a lot of talk going on about what exactly that means. I know in the gig world, there's a lot of improvement and there's a big gap between being a gig walker, gig worker and being an employee of the company right now. Right. There's a lot that we can do. Um, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse and, and mention a lot of different specifics because nothing is confirmed, but we've talked about, you know, potentially setting up a relationship with a, a, a company that makes washing machines and um, after somebody's done X amount of jobs, you know, potentially doing, providing them with washing machines and dryers for their homes so that it, you know, isn't, they aren't using their own personal um, items and um, there's a lot of conversation there, um, but we do want to make sure that we're providing um, stability and a better life and that it's clear that we're not trying to ultimately replace the washers with technology or anything else, um, but working with everyone into the future. Understood. And I, I mean, the, here, here's the fact to the people listening that um, regardless, Vanessa here is is 
her and her people are, are starting a gig company and actually doing what some gig companies have said they want to do, treat us better, all this, that, the other. But she seems to be, you guys seem to be doing it out of the gate. And that to me is huge because of course you're still trying to figure it out. But the fact that you even have that mindset, because most of us gig workers have heard from all the companies, we're going to treat you better. We're going to pay you better. We're going to, but they don't, you know, it's just, it's just talk. And you guys really are doing that. And I think that's great. Um, I think that gig workers will absolutely love that. So this is absolutely something that I think everybody should look into if it's something that interests them, especially like even drivers. Like if you're, if you drive mornings only or nights only, this could be another gig you're doing instead of whatever you're doing in the day. You know, it's right. uh, And it's also just to clarify, once somebody picks up a job, it needs to be returned within 24 hours. So it's also something that is easy to combine with driving. You know, you're driving around, you could stop and pick up uh, some bags of laundry from somebody's homes, um, you know, go home and do it and fold it. And then, you know, in the middle of your routes the next day, then it's potential to drop it off. Of course, it always depends on scheduling and sure. whether you pick up one bag or six bags determines how much time that will take. But um, it's also pretty scalable. If you pick up a lot of bags, if you only have one washer and dryer at home, then, you know, it'll take more time. But you also have the option to go to a laundromat and do a lot all at one time. And then your hourly wage that you make goes way up as well. So is there a way to, this is now for the consumer side, is there a way to have one or two bags but need it back that day? Yeah, we're, we're we've been or, talking or about... Or I should reward that, or, or will there be? Yes. Okay. <laughs> good good uh, adjustment there. <laughs> As... As it works right now, it's 24 hours to return. But, yes, we um, have talked about and in the future will set up opportunities for people to request, like, a, you know, a, a quick job. And, and exactly what that means, I don't know yet. But Well, I, w- I, um, my, I would imagine it would involve, I mean, even as a consumer, I'm just going to say this because I would expect for that service, I'm going to pay more. Right. So if I'm going to pay more, the company is going to make more. Probably your washers are going to make more on those jobs. Yeah, that, I mean, that is... I mean, again, I know know everything's in the works, (laughs) but I'm just, just, again, pointing it out because the next question I did want to ask you is, is how is the payment working right now? Is that something we can discuss or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're definitely, you know, want to be transparent about it. So... You're paid um, essentially $28 for every bag of laundry that you pick up and wash and and dry and fold and and return. So $28, you know, uh, and that's that's for one bag. So if you assume you, and that's why I was saying earlier, it's scalable. So the exact amount that works out to hourly is going to fluctuate a lot. But if you pick up two bags um, and assume it takes you three hours, to do all of that, that equates to being about $19 an hour that you earn. Um, and again, that includes the time that's just sitting in your washing machine and you could be doing something else. I was just going to say, that, inclu- you- that includes the time of just, I mean, really, it's the pickup, the delivery, 
the putting it in, the putting it into the washer and the folding. I mean, and so if you really at the end of a full at the end of at the completion of a job, if I pick up two bags from a client, that's all I really can add together are the time. This is how much of of even though maybe it happened over an eight hour span of time, I can look at it and say, but I only worked an hour and a half. Right. So, and to talk about the scalability of it, so if you were to pick up five bags, so that's $140, and let's assume instead of three hours, that takes you four hours total. And again, that includes the time it's in your sure, washing sure, machine. Sure. Um, or if you were to go to a laundromat with five bags, you could wash it a lot quicker. The only time that's really extended in that case is the folding time. But if it takes you four hours for five bags that equates to $35 an hour. So there's a lot of opportunity for scalability there too. That's great. And is there a consumer bonus right now for getting on board or? No, there uh bonus in terms of like financial bonus. No, I, mean, I, I just mean like a first $5 off or anything or is it, I mean, if not, it's not, but I was just There's curious. not right now. We actually are for the, for the month of, well, it's actually May 15th to June 15th. Um, we're donating for every job that's scheduled. We donate $5 back toward the COVID-19 relief fund that's that you can donate to the United Way. Awesome. So everything for that month stretch is... Um, or not everything, $5 per load are going back to that. So that's, you know, some some incentive. <laughs> but, that's per, that's uh, actually pretty huge. I, I like that anyway. I love that. Yeah, it's, you know. Again, our, it's, it's just something companies don't do. Yeah. You know, it's, you're, you're kind of, you're doing things that companies in the gig world don't do. And I, I really well, and if you if you read about the United Way, their response and recovery fund, it's it's which is what the donation is going to. It's really incredible, and they help nonprofits and other community organizations that are recovering from the financial effects of quarantine, essentially. So the hope is, um, you know, at Launder, it's great because every time someone schedules a job, we're able to provide a job to somebody but it's nice to give back in another way too and so that will go through june 15th so and actually i guess i should go back to the fact of what i just asked about the consumers getting a discount in essence they do because you are sending the consumers the bags they need yes so that is a cost incurred by you right there that's five bucks at least yeah postage and the bag or two bags or whatever they might need Absolutely. So actually, you are helping the customers out because that's going to show up at their door when they do. They put their laundry in there. They put it. They give it to the guys, the person that's going to wash it. They bring it back in the same bag. So you've now created all the materials they need to do this correctly. Yeah, and then it's theirs to keep. Right. So I mean, it just actually you are doing something really good out of the gate with that too. Um. Well, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know. I might even just sign up just to be on your list, just to kind of follow it. I did notice on the website that um, when you click consumer app, um, Mm -hmm. are you guys going to have the app store up soon? Yes. Everything pertaining to the website is 
is really our big biggest focus right now. Right. Um, so we have a team dedicated to all of that, both the app and just updating the website in general. So you'll see some really big changes coming there. And there's a lot of information on our website right now. It's not exceptionally well organized. Um, and that is what we're doing and just making it a more modern functional website so definitely follow along there and you'll see some big changes coming including the app yes yeah i just you, you know what i mean like where you see the you know you're going to see the the two icons android and, and ios yeah yeah yep so i mean i figured so that so the it's not just not connecting yet those apps are not available yet right correct okay so if somebody wants to use it it has to be done through the website right now. Correct. Okay. Um, I just want to make that clear. So, um, again, uh, you can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Did you say there was another, or is that? Uh, LinkedIn. Um, and LinkedIn. Is, yes. And it's on everyone, whether there's an on, on Twitter, to everybody listening, there is an underscore. It's L O N. Dr underscore LLC, but as she as Vanessa said on some of the other platforms, there's no underscore or whatever. But I think the bottom line is L O N D R LLC in a search is what is going to find you them on your chosen platform that you want to use. Um, are you, you guys aren't on Pinterest or anything like that, right? Nope, okay. not Pinterest currently. Um, <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, so the website is launder.com, L-O-N-D-R.com, and uh, everything can be found on there that's that's pretty much up to date and it's ready to go right now anyway, that it can be done. It just isn't through an app yet, people, but get signed up and uh, um, let's see. Yeah, your phone number, connect. So if, if somebody has questions, what is the best way, because I see the phone number under contact email what what is your preferred method to deal with a washer or customer with questions wanting to get do oh this? this is um actually i'm glad that you asked that so we also have a facebook group or facebook page um that launder washer support okay same spelling um, yes l-o-n-d-r washer okay. support uh-huh so that's a great way to reach out. That page is dedicated to the workers, and um, we'll be setting up a lot of, you know, frequently asked questions in there and all kinds of information. But reach out to support at launder.com or and join this group and add, you know, send any questions or feedback you have our way. And that will also uh, eventually be a way that different washers and workers can network and um, share feedback with one another as well. That's great. So with the support at launder.com, here's, here's a big question for you because like uh, Uber and Lyft, I mean, if, if we drivers email them, you might hear something back from them that actually answers your question within a day, but you're most likely to get a robo reply that says, it's been received, and then you really have no idea when they're going to get back to you. I mean, I've, I've heard of people waiting six to seven days to get an initial response from a first-level customer yeah. service agent. So, like, yeah. what, what is your response time if somebody is emailing you, let's say? 
just in general. I know that it's you guys are just looking at them when you're open and. Yeah, I think that if you message via the laundry washer support group, yeah, that and to be perfectly honest, we haven't utilized that um, super consistently yet, just because we've been building everything else. But that is something that um, immediately goes to actually my inbox and that of another individual as well, and. Um, you will definitely receive quick feedback and that's um so what so my what... role at launder is to focus on the the marketing and the pr and getting the word out there now that um you know it's it's safe to promote it again <laughs> um and so we want your feedback and we want to engage you and we want to get everyone excited and going with it so you will definitely hear back from us quickly Okay. Um, so the be- so if, let me see if this is right. Then say it this way: the best way to get in in contact with Launder right now from either the consumer or worker side is if you're on if you if you have a Facebook account and you're on Facebook, that is the that's the that's the best way. So if you and if you don't use Facebook for whatever reason or you just don't like joining groups or doing any of that on Facebook these days. The support at launder.com would be the secondary best method to catch you? Well, let's just, I mean, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you're on Twitter. <laughs> or it's highly likely given that that's a big platform for you. Well, um, we're, we're, on, we're on all the platforms too. We're on Facebook right. and stuff too. So I don't know. A lot of people from our, for the podcast are listening from all kinds of places that okay. might, not fo- might not be on Twitter at all. <laughs> Okay. Um, really, any of the social platforms, um, I would say my the the best option would be to go to the launder washer support and yeah. contact us that way. Okay. Beyond that, if you have a, a social platform of uh, preference, there we're on there daily. We're engaged. We're we're good trying to gather engaged, and you will hear it back from us. Great. So, um, I guess we've, we've plugged everything, right? We've Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, L-O-N-D-R.com. And, uh, any of, any gig workers out there wanting to look into this to me, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing this to be a really cool thing. I want to see it take off quick so that people can pick this gig up because, seems like some really good money to be at home and i know that most gig workers work multiple gigs and a lot of gig workers are getting fed up with some of the gigs they do do so this might be something to look into for you guys because these uh i've talked to vanessa a couple times though and they seem to have a a really positive working attitude and uh i don't know i i have i have a great deal of hope and i I think you guys are going to do really well and uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'd I'd love to talk to you again in like a month or so, see where things are at. Absolutely, there will be yeah. There's you know lots of changes every day, um, lots of development. Um, but I will say, um, yeah, if you sign up today, regardless of where you're located, um, as I mentioned before, we're primarily uh, focused out west right now. But we do have people signed up everywhere and not changing every day so if you were to sign up and we don't have any active consumers in your area um you it will actually tell you that upon signing up but 
will also notify you immediately when somebody does, and you will be the first person as job availability or opportunities there. So you know what you know uh, what else though I was going to say is that as a gig worker myself. If I'm picking up this as a veteran gig worker, too, not somebody who's been doing it four or five months, but six years myself, and I know about all the gigs in this one, like if I signed up and there weren't people in my area, I would I would be pitching it to everybody I was doing that was in my car for right. rideshare, my friends, posting it, whatever, that you do exist and that I could be doing your laundry. You know, I'd be, ma- I'd be making my own business and helping right. yours at the same I mean- time. There's there's big opportunity <laughs> for yeah. being the first person in a market. And, right, that, and that's what I was trying to get at. That it's not just because necessarily you don't have a consumer in that area yet doesn't mean anything. Because that exactly. the, the washer signing up could build a clientele very quickly too. Yeah. And we will, as I mentioned before, be developing uh, profiles for every worker that signs up. Yes. Um, that enables you to very easily share it. But um, until that is developed, yeah, you can definitely promote it a lot and get the word out there. And if you need, if you were interested in doing that and needed something from us to assist with that, reach out and, and let's talk about it and Obviously, you promoting launder is is helping what our efforts are and what we're doing. So um, we want to assist in that. Well, and, and also all gig workers, remember, you can always go to vistaprints.com. You can have 500 free business cards made and uh, just pay for the shipping. It's like four bucks. And on the back side, it'll say it'll have Vistaprint branding, but who cares? On the front side, you can pick one of like 10 generic uh, styles, and you could just write your name and that you're a launder washer and have people contact you or set it up to contact Vanessa or whatever to get signed up but or the website. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's always smart gig workers know this kind of stuff. Like brand yourself. Get them out there. Because if they're yeah. going to sign up as washers, you know, you're going to help yourself by getting more customers. We all know this. So if you're doing rideshare, it's pretty good to ha- a good idea. If you you know you get those longer rides to the airport and stuff, you know you you tell people about this business. If you get chatting with them, if they're interested, hand them a business card so they don't forget. Absolutely. You know, and anything that helps the gig worker themselves build it up. But I will say that the last time I talked with Vanessa as well, it was a lot of it was about. Uh, some of their ideas going forward, which I'm not going to reveal, but that I really personally liked towards the actual worker, the person doing the work. I, from what I can tell, this is, this will be a company that is going to treat its workers correctly. So I, I'll end it with that unless you have anything else to say. No, that's great. I, As I said, I appreciate the opportunity and um, for anyone listening out there, I hope that, you know, Send any questions you have our way, sign up, and um, hopefully we can do a lot of good for each other. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Vanessa, for coming on. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was uh, interesting for sure. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a great idea, and I really can't wait to see where it goes with uh, 
with the launch. Um, I think that the pay sounds like it'll be good. I, when I previously talked to her, um, a month ago, she told me more about the employee status and all this, or, or IC employee and kind of what they were trying to do. And it sounds like what we, all we gig walk workers want. So, um, watch for launder, you know, like me, if you're on Twitter a lot, uh, L O N D R underscore L L C and follow them or check out their website, which is L O N D L O N D R.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth looking into and we'll be staying in touch with, with Vanessa for sure. And their team, uh, it looks like we've, I've gone over again here. (laughs) One of of these weeks, weeks, I'm going to try and catch up. It's, uh, at least I've got everything on a list, so I'm not really adding any extras to the list until we get to these extras that have been bumped. But, um, Let's see. Next week, we will be having two guests on. Uh, one of them is a full-time rideshare driver who, since the pandemic, has taken on the food delivery platforms out there and has done a bunch of uh, kind of tips video for rideshare drivers on how to make that switch to these and how to make the most out of it, um, and as well as... Uh, even if you're not on any gig platforms or you're another gig worker that does any type of gig work and all of a sudden you want to try these out, he has a bunch of videos and they're really good with good tips and stuff on how to, um, especially for us rideshare drivers, I thought it was a nice, easy transitional thing, short videos that, that had good content. So, um, we're going to have him on and we're going to also, uh, have, uh, Another guest on who is going to be talking with us about uh, Argyle, which is a uh, new gig worker app tool. And hopefully we will have the all of the information back and he will be able to walk us through everything with it because it sounds like something that would be very cool for all gig workers to be using. Um, and that's all I'll say for now, because if you want to do a little investigating of your own, go ahead, look, look around at Argyle. Um, but otherwise we'll have, uh, him on to be talking about that. So I look forward to having both Jason and David on. And, uh, I think that it's going to be, we're going to have two great, uh, conversations there. And, uh, then the following week, and then, oh, so we'll be talking uh, with David about Argyle last, and then we'll David and I are going to move into AB5 a little bit, get things started. The following week, I'm going to have Marissa Edens on, and her and I will be discussing AB5 at length. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of other stuff, too, like always, uh, news. And then we've got a bunch of things we're trying to fit in here. So, again, thank you, everybody, for bearing with us. Still figuring out the format. Um during this pandemic, but, uh, I think we're getting there. I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to myself learn, uh, what is, uh, what, what's working, how long things actually take. And, uh, so we'll, this will start being dialed and, uh, going to keep it just shy of an hour when we can, that's going to be the goal. So, uh, listen to us every Tuesday night. Um, be safe out there, be good to each other, spend some time with your families and, uh, You know, make sure if you're not getting PUA, 
please, please, please get in touch with us. Uh, or me, I can, I, I spent a lot of time that'll, that'll become very useless knowledge here soon <laughs> or knowledge. I'm going to have to push to the side to make room for other knowledge <laughs> because it filled up a lot of my head. Um, but I'm, I really am happy to help. And especially because if you're still having issues, other people are too, most likely in your area. So email me at uberliftdrivers at uberliftdrivers at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, be safe, be good to everybody. And, uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week and weekend and, uh, see you next week. Peace. Take it real.